Well, hello, and welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we explore money through a spiritual lens. I'm Elle, a certified financial planner and a witchy old soul who just so happens to be going through a spiritual awakening myself. I launched this podcast to provide practical tips for stepping into your own wealth, purpose, and sovereignty as you navigate your own spiritual awakening. I lean on my own experiences in finance to look at money through the lens of energy, spirituality, science, and intuition. You'll gain financial knowledge to step into your soul's highest purpose and prosperity through a combination of episodes focused purely on financial terms, but also we'll explore a variety of spiritual topics as they relate to your money and wealth. If you're ready to step into ease and flow in your financial life and let that ripple across every single aspect of your life, stay tuned. Hi friends, welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. Elle here, hope you're having a fantastic week. Got another exciting guest on this week, Sarah from Conscious Conversion. She is the owner of a digital marketing company, has been in this business for over a decade. And what I love about her is she is always talking about the new paradigm and how business owners and entrepreneurs can use digital marketing to transform the world. And as someone who has really mixed feelings about social media and marketing, she definitely swayed me in the direction of using it for good. And so hopefully you'll see an uptick in my posting and advertising and uh, just generally my face on social media after this conversation because it was really inspiring. And Sarah's just such a lovely soul. She is a girl after my own heart living in the wilds of Costa Rica. I visited there last October and absolutely fell in love with that country and specifically the area that she's been living for a while, Puerto Viejo. So we talk about that. We talk about her business and how it came about, her own awakening, and about how we can consciously live our lives through our businesses and through marketing and what to expect kind of in this new paradigm in this Aquarian age. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Stay tuned. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the Perspective Podcast. Welcome. Aw, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for connecting. So where are you in Costa Rica? I'm currently um, in the sort of in the mountains, uh, about an hour west of San Jose and an hour east of the Pacific. So in between San Jose and the Pacific. I'm normally on the Caribbean side in Puerto Viejo, but I've just been here for a few months. Oh, very cool. I was, my husband and I and my son went to Puerto Viejo a few months ago and we really in love with it. And my husband already wants to go back. He wants to like get a place there one day. And it's just, it was a really special connection. We had to Wow. People don't normally come to that part. Yeah. Well, it's, it was just like calling us. I don't know what it was, but I had heard that the Caribbean side was like really different. Totally. And I know everybody goes to Nasara and kind of like the Pacific, but I was like, you know, we really like the, the culture sounds really neat in Puerto Viejo. So let's go check it out. And we loved it. Like, I'm so happy we did all the areas because we fell in love with that area. Yeah. I'm Playa Chiquita is my sort of in Cocles yeah. my territory. I'm, I'm excited to go. I'm going back in a couple of weeks and I'm going to stay there for a month and then starting a new adventure. Oh, cool. Where are you just tra- kind of traveling for a while? Not sure where you're going to go or you have big, fun- well, I know where I'm going to go for a couple months and then I don't know what's happening after that. So, um, I have a child, I'm a single mom. 
And so Indy is going to come with me to Puerto Viejo. We'll see all our old friends and hang out there for a few weeks. And then I'm going to go drop him off in Missouri with my family. And then we, I'm going to go to Maui for a month. Um, And then I'm going to go to Peru for a month. If everything goes according to plan, which I kind of, you know, who knows, but um, Maui for a month, Peru for July. And then after that, either back to Costa Rica, back to Maui, somewhere. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go after that. That you get to live that lifestyle, especially with a, a child. That's amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I'm jealous. That- <laughs> it, it comes with challenges and I don't know exactly how um, vulnerable to be about those things, but like, I, you know, there are times where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this on my own anymore financially. And I don't know if I can do this anymore on my own logistically. There's a lot that comes with being a single mom and a CEO of an agency on my own where I have these major like financial crises moments and personal crises moments. And it's a lot. Um, yeah. Well, I'm being grateful. a single mom alone is, is tough. I mean, and just yeah. looking for care, I'm sure for your child yeah. in different new places yeah. to be really challenging. I can imagine. Yeah, it can be. I mean, fortunately we're super, super close and connected and he does, he understands that sometimes he has to make himself scarce. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, I don't, I mean, this doesn't have to be perfect. So if he comes in, it's totally fine, whatever. We'll just roll with it. So um, what I just want to chat with you today um, about sort of your journey into your own awakening process. I'd love to hear how that happened because I ask every guest to share their story um, and it always leads to such amazing conversation, you know, around how you got to where you are, I think. And it's such good medicine for other women who are experiencing this, you know, dark night of the soul or a moment where it's like, Hey, I really want to make a change. I don't know how to do that. I think. Oh, well, let's see. So I don't know how far back to go. It's a circuitous journey. <laughs> um, I I'll just kind of give a, a, a rundown of my whole sort of background, but I, I majored in anthropology and women's studies and undergraduate. So I don't have like a Mac, a background in business or marketing, you know, after that I worked with, um, in domestic violence and sexual violence for a while. I got a master's in social work policy, and then I went and worked at U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for several years in the Division of Violence Prevention. And that whole time, I was never the bureaucratic kind of person. I mean, who you see now is who I've always been. It's not like I had this huge shift in my life where I became a different person. I've always been a bit this way, whatever this is, you know, I... um, even when I didn't claim that I was, you know, super spiritual, I had friends tell me that I was the most spiritual agnostic they'd ever met. And, you know, even working in the federal government, I was always the least bureaucratic, one of the least bureaucratic people that, that you could meet working in the federal government. I kind of probably livened things up for the other people around. <laughs> um, so you were already kind of in touch with your own spirituality to some to- extent. To an extent, but you know, it's this iterative process. It's this thing that like you wake up to and you think, oh, I think I I understand something now. And then a few years later or months or decades, you wake up to something else and you're like, oh, now I figured out the thing. And then a few months, decades, years, whatever, minutes go by and you're like, no, now I figured out the thing. And it's, it's like that. I mean, sure. I had awakenings in my adolescence. Um, I, was very experimental with psychedelics. I had, I had experiences and, 
um, and wrote them off with my skeptical mind. And then <laughs> so in 2007, um, this hot guy gave me A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Um, <laughs> and The Power of Now actually gave me The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. And that was this huge awakening moment for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I became obsessed and burned a million audio CDs and handed them out on the streets. I was so, <laughs> I, I was a proselytizer. Like, mm -hmm. um, so then that was back in 2007. And then I was working at Centers for Disease Control and I felt like I knew that I was a fish out of water and I didn't want to do that work anymore. Um, and I quit everything, sold all my belongings and moved to California to pursue something else. And I didn't even know what that was gonna be. And long story short, it ended up going into the, the realm of digital marketing. And so you just kind of fell into that or were you already, did you already have a pension for it or interest at all? My interest, the way, the, the way I got into it was because I wanted to pursue life coaching. I had a master's in social work, but I didn't want to be in bureaucracy anymore. So I wanted to do something independent. So I got certified in life coaching. I took Marie Forleo's B school to help me promote my life coaching. Mm -hmm. And, and so in that sort of experience, I found myself really interested in marketing and thinking how transformative it would be if there was somebody who was, this was as I was having spiritual epiphanies as well how um, amazing it would be if we had if we dedicated our marketing to transforming the planet and having an impact on the world as opposed to having it be all about you know profiting right. in 2017 i came down to costa rica on a retreat um, with my my teacher that i loved dearly that was based out of atlanta and i met his partner and she and i became fast friends and i i had this i was it was 2017 you know Trump had just been elected or taken office. And I was, you know, on the macro level and the micro level, everything felt really fucked up. Like I had things going on with my kid's dad and just so much happening, so much chaos. And I had this moment where I was at a waterfall and it's now tattooed on my arm. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that waterfall and I was like, I, I was praying to earth, you know, like, I'm so sorry. We suck. Like we are hopeless. Just get rid of us and start over like you did before. Like, I don't know if it's a flood or a fire or what, but we're like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And I remember feeling this like inner voice that said, like, basically, I don't want to do that. You are nature. Mm -hmm. Like you are earth. Part of her. Yeah. You are part of, of mother earth and you are conscious, you know, the earth becoming conscious and there, the preference would be that you would wake up and that you would act accordingly, not that you were wiped out. Right. <laughs> and so I, t I took that and I, and I just like, I had this like real inner knowing that of my deep connection with nature. And then I had another, I had more experiences. I had another one the next year in, um, in Peru. I went on a journey with that same woman, the partner of my yoga instructor. I went on a journey with her to Peru to an ancient temple, pre-Incan temple, and, and had my first plant medicine ceremony with the sacred cactus Huachuma, otherwise known as San Pedro. And it completely reorganized my cellular structure. I mean, it was two weeks of intense ceremony in an ancient pre-Incan temple, and it completely transformed me. Wow, two weeks. That, that had to be intense. That's amazing. And so is that what then kind of propelled you to start your own business at that point? Or did you at least move into marketing at that time? So I had at that point, so I started the agency and it was called Resonate with Sarah at the time. I started it in January, 2018, very small scale. 
Um, I had worked, I had been working for another agency as while I was working at CDC, I, I started to transition into working, um, into, you know, life coaching, digital marketing mm-hmm. again, long story short. Um, and, um, I discovered that, that I wanted to be very mission driven, impact driven and not profit driven. So I had started that process and I had started my own business. I didn't have a logo. I didn't have a website yet or anything like that. But after that trip um, to Shavin and coming back, my my I came back and was super inspired. I felt like I was channeling my business and my branding. And my my logo ended up being a, a modified version of the Peruvian Chicana, which is the center. And um, just yeah, it really fed my my drive. I've since rebranded um, from that um, last year, but I I'm going back to that temple actually later this year for the first time since then. Oh, I bet you're excited. Are you doing plant medicine again when you're there? Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that takes you this time. <laughs> Me sure too. So transformative. I can't even oh, imagine. Yeah. Oh, well, that's an incredible story. Oh, I checked out your website and your branding is totally on point. It's incredible. I mean, I know you have, you have a staff of, you have people that work with you. I assume you have a team as well. I have a small team. We're a boutique agency. So yeah, I have a small team of, of strategists and funnel builder and copywriters and graphic designers. So you've really built it out over the years and how, so what are the challenges that you faced in kind of building your business? Like, obviously you're a single CEO, um, trying to live remotely, um, in a country where internet might be spotty and your business is based on digital marketing. So have you had challenges with that at all and living there? Girl, I have had so many challenges, but when I think about the alternative, it's not an option. You know, I challenges. Yes. With the internet, like it could drop off in the middle of this right now, you know, it can drop off at any point and maybe I'll hop back on and maybe I won't, you never know. Um, I've, I I tried even living off grid. I even built an off grid house in a community um, in the Caribbean side of Costa Rica and tried living there tried to use internet there, tried just driving into town every day to use internet to work. And that was just way too stressful. So I ended up giving up on that dream, at least temporarily. Um, I've had, yeah, even, even now I'm living in an eco village. That's super, super like fancy for an eco village in Costa Rica and the internet still drops all the time. Um, and then there's being a single mom and making sure that I've got like, you know, good childcare and school and everything for, for my kiddo. And again, when I think of the alternative, which for me would be what living in the States in a city or in where I come from, rural Southwest Missouri, and it's just not an option. Like there's, I, I couldn't imagine raising my kid any other way. I can't imagine raising my, doing my business from any other um, place. And what's amazing is, I mean, you've built that just purely out of a mission, a greater mission, a greater purpose that came to you. And it seems like you're really successful at it. You've got a team of people. I mean, your marketing is on point. Um, I've kind of checked everything out and it looks phenomenal. So kudos to you for doing it, you know, and taking that step. Cause I think a lot of women are at that point in their lives where they're like, I got to do something different. Fuck it. You know, (laughs) which is kind of where I was a year ago working in the financial industry, like for really high net worth people and helping wealthy people make more money. And I was like, this is not this. It's not enough. <laughs> you know, it wasn't mission driven, soul, soul led. So I can completely resonate with that. You're willing to put everything on the line to make it work, you know, to be more in alignment with your soul. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is like, how can you be of service? Yeah. 
right? So it's a, it's that switch of how can I make more money for more people to how can I create a bigger impact for more people? And it's not always easy, but my prayer is always, you know, to, to the planet, it's to the earth, you know, like how, how can I be of service to the planet, to the awakening of humanity, to, to the evolution of our planet, to the regeneration of our, of our land? Um, that, that is my continuous question. And it doesn't, I mean, there are times where, I mean, even now I know my, my branding looks on point. I've got an amazing team. I've got amazing, beautiful clients. And still I have my panic moments around, Oh my God, I've still, I've still have to make money to, to pay for my school and to pay for these things and to do all this stuff and to support my livelihood. And, um, and it's, it's an interesting um, place to be where you're kind of in between realms, right? It's like, you're kind of like in the, the spiritual esoteric realm and have to have this like very business oriented money, payroll, HR operations realm. And finding that balance is, is, is tricky and always worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. And have you found as your business has grown, I think there's this idea that, you know, once I get there to this, whatever this goal is, I have my business, you know, I'm making my own money that things are going to be great and grand and wonderful, but then you reach new levels of challenges. Right. And like you said, now you have a team, you have to pay them when it was just you, it might've been a little bit simpler, but now you've got all of this responsibility riding on you. And so I think it's, it's different for every entrepreneur and deciding how much you want to grow and where you want to take it, because as you grow, you know, those challenges are going to continue. They don't go away. And then from a financial standpoint, there is, you need to have that knowledge of how to run a business at that point. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for bringing that up because it's not just about supporting my my lifestyle and what's going on in my world, but it's also, yeah, I need to be able to pay my team. Well, part of my whole ethos when I started this business is I'm going to pay my team well, and I want to make sure that they feel joyful in the work that they do and that they feel loved and supported and that, that they feel like they're making an impact with this work as well. And so, yeah, when, when things are tight or when things are hard or when it feels like maybe, you know, um, you know, it's, it was a tough couple of years for business for a lot of people. And when things feel tough, um, you know, it's like, I've got a lot riding, I've got to pay my team, I've got to support my child. Um, and yeah, it can be a lot of, a lot of responsibility for sure. It's not for the faint of heart, but it's also, to me, it's, there's no, and I know I keep saying this, but to me, there's no other, there's no other option. It's like, once you've sort of seen the, 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 what's possible, um, I have, I have to just keep jumping off that cliff and, and praying and knowing and trusting that my wings or a net will appear. Well, that's interesting. Cause I was going to ask you about trust, you know, coming from the point of, you know, obviously you're spiritually in touch with your higher self to some extent, what level, what role does trust play in all this and building this business? And then also expecting money to come in, because if I put on my financial planner hat, it's very like practical and logical. And that's kind of how I was taught and trained to be with clients. But what I found is that there's an element of trust that goes a massive element of trust in the universe and yourself and spirit when you're stepping into something like this. Correct. I mean, it's just for, at least for me, starting my own business, that's is what has carried me forward more than anything else. Well, hundred percent. I mean, I've had my dark nights of the soul in the last couple of years, few years, I have those moments where it's like, oh my God, I don't, you know, do I even still believe in magic? I don't know what's happening. Like what's, and I always, I have to continuously come back to trust. Um, 
that even if worst case scenario were to happen, still can I continue to trust? Right. You know, and and that I think is such a huge challenge. And all if you, I mean, if you do this sort of research on on like great spiritual minds and and leaders, like a lot of them were put through the ringer. And what did they do? They continued to trust. Mm-hmm. And they you know? often failed and just continued on, even though exactly. what we see is the shiny, you know, ending iteration of whatever they created. And like you said, I, I see your beautiful website, not, you know, you got all your shit together, but we don't see what's behind that and what, you know, the challenge that people have faced, which is one of the reasons I started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's so easy to to, to, um, beat yourself up, to be in low self-worth when you see others succeeding or what they built and not realizing what it takes, you know, and the trust it takes. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, well, thank you for sharing your story and all of that. It's really, really interesting to me. Um, we have a lot in common. I'm very connected to earth as well. My husband and I left, um, our hometown in Georgia to move to a farm in the central mountains of Virginia. So we've got a bunch of land and I don't know what I would do if I wasn't connecting to Gaia every day, like taking nature walks and sitting in the cold mountain river. Like I just Mm. helped me so much in my own transition from like the corporate world to starting my own business. But, but I love Costa Rica. And like I said, I'm dying to go back and we'll probably go back this year. (laughs) Amazing. Well, if I'm here, when you come, I would love to meet you in person. Yes, I would love to. I love the area you're in. It's just, it's really special. And for those of you who might miss this, I'm not sure if I'm, I cut that out or not, but she's in your, you've lived in Puerto Viejo and now you're in the mountains of Costa Rica, sort of central. Yes. Mountains. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm about an hour West of San Jose towards the Pacific side, but my um, I'm normally in the, uh, on in Puerto Viejo on the Caribbean side, just very culturally rich. It's just absolutely stunning there. Seems like there's a really amazing community of people there. That's just kind of there, what I got from it. Just being I mean, days. There, there's a community of people all on, uh, all over Costa Rica, and Puerto is a very special, special place. Though it's it's um it's this mix of um sort of a more Rastafarian Afro Caribbean vibe with an indigenous vibe with an expat international vibe with the local Costa Rican Tico vibe, and it all kind of coexists. And there's some darkness there too. There's some grittiness there as well because it is on the Caribbean coast, which is, there's that drug channel up from Colombia to Mexico. So there's also this sort of darkness there. There's the mountains behind it, the Talamanca mountains, which are really mythological, um, cacao forests. And then there's the beaches, some of the best beaches in the whole world there. And there's just a really intense vortex of energy Mm -hmm. that is um, beautiful and super intense, which is why I left for a few months. (laughs) Oh, that's why you left. Yeah, I was gonna ask. You know what it reminded me of? So I'm from the deep south, and so New Orleans is a place. I have family connections to New Orleans as well. The grittiness reminded me of New Orleans. There was like, there's this polarity there. Yes. You know, like there's the spiritual side. There's this incredible culture and connection, and then, like you said, the grit. I felt the grittiness as well. I think that's why we liked it because it reminded us of the South a little bit. And that's that's really interesting. <laughs> I've never made that comparison before, yeah. but you're totally right. There is this grittiness <laughs> there that can get really intense, you know. But you can also avoid it. Like I, when I'm in, in in Costa Rica in general, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I go to bed by 9 p.m. And if you're waking up at 5 a.m. and going to bed at 9 p.m., you're not seeing the grittiness very much. You're not going out to the yeah. clubs at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. That That's very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have to connect if we come back. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I would love to ask too, 
you know, I've, I've listened to some of your podcasts. You've had some really amazing guests on. And I saw you had Allison Charles recently, who's like one of my favorites because I have such a shamanic like connection. So that was really neat to see. You talk a lot about the new earth and the new paradigm and kind of your role in that and, and your business. I'd love to hear a little bit more about like what, what you see happening from a social media standpoint, because I've had a lot of challenges and I think other people too with where social media plays a part in this new earth, because even starting my own business, I struggle with liking it <laughs> to be honest. Like, do I, do I even want to do this? Like, I'm not sure I enjoy marketing myself on social media. I think a lot of people kind of come up against that resistance because there's just such a polarity there. So I'd love to hear your perspective on it. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. I feel like I have a lot to say about this. And the first thing that came to my mind as you were talking was about how you love New Orleans and you love Puerto Viejo because of that duality, because of that polarity, because the gritty side and the light side. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's really true for the social media world mm -hmm. is that there is this sort of gritty underbelly of it. It is a trafficking site for all sorts of like, you know, stuff, darkness and stuff that you don't want to necessarily be involved in cancel culture and, you know, whatever, whatever motivations there are for people, but there's also so much potential for transformation there. I mean, how did we find each other? I'm sure it was because of social media. How have I met half of my friends right now? Totally because of social media. Um, you know, when you think about how there are about 8 billion people on the planet right now, and over 2 billion of them are on just Facebook and Instagram alone, that's not counting YouTube, Google, all these other places, over 2 billion are just there. That's more than what you need for a critical mass tipping point to create transformation on the planet. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting out really, really um, transformative messaging and you're able to get people's attention with it, or if you're consuming really transformative messaging, and there's ways to like do that. I, I, I've always talked about too, social media as a, a beautiful metaphor for the hologram of our universe and for life. It's like what you put into it is what you're gonna get out of it. So mm -hmm. if you're looking at your newsfeed, say that your newsfeed is the same thing as me looking at my environment around me right now in my immediate vicinity. And if I'm looking at my my newsfeed on Facebook or my, my feed on Instagram, what am I going to engage with there? Mm -hmm. So what am I going to comment on? What am I going to like? How am I going to express myself, you know, in reaction to that? And then there's the, how am I going to project myself? What am I going to feed into that system? There's a single data point somewhere in Silicon Valley that holds all of this information. What's my input into that? Mm -hmm. And what do I want to get out of it? So that's how I see social media is like this a beautiful metaphor or a sometimes obnoxious metaphor for for the universe and for life. It's it's you are going to get out of it what you put into it. I say all of that because that's been sort of my my soapbox for the last several years, and I still empathize so hardcore with a strong desire to push it away sometimes mm -hmm. and to really get your hands dirty and to just be like I don't want to be involved in this. And I think it's really healthy to, to do that, to find ways to completely detox from it. I'm planning to go off social media as much as possible in July when I'm in Peru. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really going to try to, to just be with the plant medicine and be with mother earth and be with the people that are sort of in my immediate circle there. And I think it's important to do that. I was going to ask you if you ever take detoxes since that is your, your job, you know, but that makes sense. I mean, you probably need it more than anybody if that's the world that you're living in most of the day of the day, I assume. I haven't taken them enough, honestly. Like I it's, it's long overdue for sure. 
And so do you help businesses with all aspects of social media or is there a specific focus like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, TikTok, there's so many new things popping up. I don't even know. I know. I hear you. <laughs> well, my, my, our bread and butter for the last several years, like when I started this business in 2018 has been Facebook ads and Instagram ads. So paid ads on Facebook and Instagram because they're run out of the same place. Um, and recently last year we expanded when I went through the rebrand of resonate with Sarah to conscious conversion, we also expanded our services to offer organic social media, um, content creation, you know, email marketing, funnel building and design, um, strategy and all of the other components that go into digital marketing as well. So, um, you do it all really. Yeah, we do almost all of it. We we've dabbled a little bit in in TikTok and um youtube and we definitely do google ads as well um i just find that for us and the kinds of clients that we work with or which are spiritual you know transformative thought leaders um facebook and instagram is still where it's at maybe TikTok too but TikTok doesn't have the same sort of granular targeting it hasn't gotten sophisticated in in the the targeting um mm-hmm. that you can do on the back end yet yeah i haven't figured tiktok out i finally decided to start an account just to see what it was all about and i was really at first we talked about the polarity horrified at some things that were coming up when i first created it but then i realized there is a lot there's definitely community building there but i don't understand it at all <laughs> not yet like it's just so different because you have to do video there's not a lot of posting it's not like twitter where you just type out your thoughts which i'm, I'm i don't like showing my face so much so metaphor and, and your or your explanation for social media because i think it is easy to get caught up in all the negative aspects of it but i also think as part of the new earth and the paradigm where we're heading it's not going away i mean it's it's only going to continue on and shift our world and even with the metaverse and web three and all these different, you know, NFTs, all of that fun stuff, crypto, which is a big piece of, I've I've been having to dive really, really deep into crypto and learn more about it because I feel like in order to better serve my clients, I need to understand it, right? Because they're starting to ask. And in in terms of the metaverse, I don't know if you, you guys have really delved into that. I mean, how do you stay on point with all the trends with where technology is going, because I mean, really, this is your realm too. If you're on, on digital marketing, how do you stay abreast of that? Does your team kind of keep you updated or are you constantly like listening to podcasts and doing research and that kind of thing? I do some research on my own, just because out of my own, uh, out of my own self-interest and I still, I'm still getting up to speed myself. Um, I, I still grapple with it myself. I have a lot of dear, dear friends who are deep into the NFT and crypto world, and I love it in certain ways. I love the decentralization of it, you know, and I think that social media could be going in that direction too. There's going to, of course, Facebook and Instagram are probably going to stay, but there's also going to be a decentralized version of social media um, that I think people, I mean, I know there are lots of people who are already starting to build those platforms and it's just a matter of like getting them on who, which one's going to, going to be the one, or are they all going to sort of somehow work together? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I am still wrapping my mind around it because it's so interesting, right? Like I'm, I'm in the, in, in the query with you of like, how do I get my hands dirty and be with Gaia and with Mother Earth and also engage in this new technology that has no real, seemingly no real basis right. in the, the metaverse, t- especially in the tangible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have had, you know, I've had friends who are super, super like 
aligned, you know, with the new earth, new paradigm, you know, evolution of our planet and regeneration of our planet, all of this stuff. And they've explained to me in certain ways that I don't know that I can articulate very well about the metaverse being pretty damn cool around like prototyping things. Like we create, we build a regenerative sort of society on the metaverse as a prototype for what we can then build on, on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we build those communities in the metaverse, you know, in, in, um, in preparation for building them on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I can see how that could be totally cool, totally useful. Um, and, I'm still wrapping my mind around it myself. I'm 40. I mean, not that age necessarily has anything to do with it, because actually some of my best friends who are into it are significantly older than me. <laughs> but I still am a little like, like, what the heck is all this going on? And I know that it's super important. Right. Um, and, and it's I, I'm I from what I gather, it's going to be ubiquitous and it's going to be um, everywhere within a few years. Yeah, and that's what I'm feeling too, is that we, you can either, you know, push it away or learn about it and figure out how you can use it to your advantage, which you've clearly already done. And that's how you run your business. And I've had to wrap my mind around that as well. This idea that if there's so many billions of people that are going to be using the metaverse, then I need to learn about it because that's how I'm going to reach these people. Right. So it's kind of tough, but I'd rather be out digging my hands in the dirt in the garden or taking a walk or whatever it is, hanging out with my chickens. But, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out a balance. Right. So, well, thank you for sharing your perspective on that. It's very interesting. So, um, what else do I want to chat with you about oh, sovereignty? Well, you mentioned obviously in your description of conscious conversion, you know, it seems like you have this holistic view of, of where we're headed. Everything impacts everything, you know, money, relationships, marketing, you know, your spirituality, your connection to higher, higher source and consciousness is going to drive the new earth. And it's going to impact every aspect of our lives. Right. But my question is, what do you, where do you see sovereignty, you know, in the new earth? Because I know I'm seeing this, obviously this massive, great resignation, people quitting the jobs. I'm one of them. Many, many people kind of stepping into their own. Um, did you have any experiences working for other people that kind of drove you into your own decision to be a sovereign you know, business owner? Or was that more driven by just wanting to be free? Explain a little bit more about the idea of sovereignty. I'd love to hear that because I'm definitely seeing the shift. People are waking up and realizing like, hey, I can work for myself or I could work for somebody like Sarah, who's a phenomenal entrepreneur and can offer a lot, you know, for me as an employee. I think that's still a level of sovereignty that people maybe didn't have before if they were working for a large corporation, you know? Yeah. So I think you asked, what was the question? So what was the sovereign, what was my decision to create sort of my own business driven yeah. by? Um, I did it twice and that, that when I long story shorted earlier on, I, I quit my job at CDC twice because there was one point where sort of the shit had hit the fan in my life and I had to go back and thank God I, they loved me still and I loved them still on a human level and they took me back for a year so that I could get my shit together. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to quit that, that gig twice. Um, and the first time it was really just like, I'm, you know, it was just this really like internal decision. I wasn't necessarily shucking the system or, you know, wasn't anything like that. It was just really like, I need to be, I need to chart my own territory. I'm the hero of my own journey. I was reading, um, uh, <laughs> Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> um, and then the, the 
second time I quit, I was working for another digital marketing agency. And I was working for an entrepreneur um, who was running a really, a, a very rapidly growing agency. And I was the only strategist there at the time. And it grew tremendously while I was there. And I was working a shit ton and working with clients that I do whose, whose work I wasn't super into. And I felt like I just didn't feel, I felt like I loved the work. I loved the actual left brain and right brain creativity and numbers part of doing um, Facebook and Instagram ads. Like that part was like, brought me a lot of joy, but the way that the business operated was soul sucking to me. And it didn't feel like it was even considering the impact it could have on the, on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so when I started my own business in 2018, it was very much from a place of, I have to do this. I have a duty to do this in order to be in alignment with the integrity of my own damn soul. Mm -hmm. um, and so that one came from a real place of like, of, of genuine, I think, sovereignty, as mm -hmm. opposed to just like a young exploration. This was like um, a very ethical sort of moment for me. And I do feel like entrepreneurship is this beautiful beacon of of sovereignty and of of us being able to take matters into our own hands and I, the way i feel about sovereignty is that it's got to be done it's not radical independence because i'm not actually i i, I tried to live in an off-grid home and be a homesteader all by myself with my kid and it turns out i'm not built for that yeah i am not built to be a homesteader in the jungle by myself yeah. now if i have a partner or if i have a community that's involved in it with me like maybe so but mm -hmm. like there are things i can be sovereign and also interdependent mm -hmm. with chosen community and family um, and i think that balance has to be has to be made i mean even in my business right now i'm getting kind of exhausted of being alone as the CEO mm -hmm. of this agency. And so I've been really playing with like, how can I enter into more partnership? Right. How can I either, I need to either join forces with another agency or bring somebody on to be CEO or something where I'm in it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. so the community is important. Yeah. yeah. And sovereignty doesn't have to mean independence. Yeah. Fierce independence. And that's actually toxic in a way to think that you have to do it all. You know, I think that's nobody can do it all. And I think that's just a, a lie that we tell ourselves. Um, yeah. My husband always says that he, he used to always say he wanted to live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, have no electricity, grow all of our own food. And I always knew it's never going to happen because there, there would, we would just be completely alone, you know, in that process, I would much rather, you know, do some, my own soul led work. We can have our own businesses and we can do that on the side or he can do that. But it's just, sometimes I think the idea doesn't match up to how it actually is. Right. Cause you do need that community wherever you are in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've found that and I'm sure you'll find the balance with your business as well, because it sounds like you're growing and it might just be time to bring on another person. <laughs> Yeah. Someone that you trust. Right. And that's the other hard part is finding somebody that you can trust in your own business. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, um, how can people find you if they want to work with you? I know you work with very specific clientele, right? Business owners with a certain level of income. Is that correct? Or revenue, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, ideally just because of the nature of the, the kind of work we do and it, 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 it I need 
people who already have a, a substantial sort of business and um, ROI already. They've already got a course that they've created, or if they're if they're testing a new a new funnel that they've got that they know that they can invest in that test. Mm -hmm. um, and people who are doing transformative work in the world, people who are really like have that vision for how to create the new paradigm and are you know creating sort of a leadership um, in order to do that. Um, yeah, there are ways we are just coming out, rolling out a, a, like a VIP day offering where it's more of a consulting. So it's not quite as much of an investment and you can come and you get to spend basically five hours with me and my team. We aren't, we tag team with, with the person to give them sort of consulting on their messaging, on, you know, ad strategy, social, organic social strategy, funnel strategy, and then they can walk away with that and implement it on their own or, you know, decide that they want to have us do it. So there are ways that we're working to sort of meet everybody where they're at. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Hello friends, Elle here. I am so excited to share with you my most accessible offering, Prosperity Circles. I believe financial literacy and manifestation techniques should be accessible to everyone, regardless of your financial status or situation. So beginning March 21st, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, I will be hosting an intimate container for women feeling out of alignment to come together to discuss personal financial struggles. We all know money is a taboo subject in our society. So why not come together in a safe space to share our stories and offer support for others on the journey? During these circles, we will share our stories and struggles, but also I will offer some guidance on how to make shifts and tweaks to overcome any financial challenges you may be facing, whether that be making more money, working through money wounds, switching careers, or setting and sticking to reasonable financial goals. Nothing is too vulnerable here. Every week will be different as we intuitively cover what the group needs and end the circle in a meditation or journaling session. The best part is there's no commitment. Simply sign up weekly at spiritualperspectivepodcast.com slash services. Scroll on to the bottom and you'll see more info. See you in circle. Isn't Sarah the coolest, guys? I just really love her energy and her outlook on life and how she's such a free spirit. And I hope you did too. Thank you for coming on, Sarah. You can check her out on her website, which she shared, and it's also in the show notes. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would greatly appreciate a like, a share, a subscribe, a review, whatever you feel called to do, because the only way that this medicine can reach others is if you share it. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.